Episode 11 of High and Tight. Is it 11? I thought it was 10. Episode 10 <laughs> of High and Tight. It's been a long weekend. I've been here for 12 hours. We're at Palmer Field. Uh, we're outside. Uh, the fans from Walcott and Seymour are leaving. The Seymour fans are leaving happy. The Walcott fans are leaving a little upset. Uh, Seymour just won the state championship in convincing fashion. Totally dominated the game. Uh, Walcott crept back in for a little bit, but... This game was never really in doubt. So three of the four championship games that we had this weekend were not very close Not very close. We said all four were going to be close. And we we were wrong. We lied. We lied. We were wrong. But we did nail the Cheshire-Ridgefield game. Cheshire-Ridgefield was low scoring. It was was perfect. Perfect. We nailed it. And Um, honestly, that game was the best game of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, It was premier baseball, like we've said before here. Yeah. Uh, And those two teams were so, so good. Yeah. And we'll we'll dive into each and every one because not only is this a quick recap, of the Class M final game, but this is a full episode of High and Tight, the podcast, which we are also recording here with our microphone, and we'll be posting shortly after this game. So, right off the bat, let's talk about Class M. Seymour came out, they hit, they scored three runs or more in four innings, a convincing win. Three innings. Three in, no, did they score four, three, three, and three? They scored four in the second, three in the fifth. Oh, three in the six, three in the seven. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, three times. So it was just an absolute wildcat hitting show. They knocked off Walkett, uh, who they beat there in the regular season, eight to seven. Great performance by Austin Green. Austin Green. Uh, okay. And really, Walkett took the lead in this game, one nothing. Jeff Drury, home run in the first inning. Thought you thought it would get him going. You thought it would get him going. Well, and no, it and no team had come back from any deficit in any of the games. This was the first time we had a lead change in all four championship games. Yes, yeah. and it was the first time that the higher seed led at all throughout the weekend. The away teams went 4-0 this weekend. Away teams went 4-0. The teams in the first base I got, which were the away teams, all won. The lower seeds all won. Not that the seeding really matters in the baseball state no. tournament. We talked about but, it many times. But it is a unique thing that they all <coughs> won and in the fashion they won. Uh, yeah. The games didn't work out. There was no high drama except in the double L yeah. where there was the highest of drama. Yeah. So do we want to do we want to dive into each one individually? Do you want to start with them since that just finished and that's Let's fresh? go with them first. Yeah, let's do, let's do M first. So uh, like we said, Jeff Drury hit the home run. He was pitching. Wolkett just made a lot of mistakes. Six unearned runs. Yeah against the Eagles, um, and that cost them. I mean, you can't make mistakes like that in a state tournament game, in a state finals game, without it coming back to bite you. It came back to bite Wolkett, uh, and Seymour just kept hitting. They took advantage and their whole of the mistakes. Their whole, whole team, team hit. hit. Every single, uh, all nine players reached base, eight of them scored. That's incredible yeah. to have that kind of production. But they were just hitting, 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 yep. and then Wolkett made way too many mistakes to win a state championship. It sucks that you come out and you have your bad day yeah. on the state final, but that's what happened to Walcott. They had an awesome <coughs> season this year, but just didn't finish it strong. We saw the exact same thing, uh, you know, with Windsor this year. A great season, and then all of a sudden things fall apart. But Yeah, but, I mean, you know, shout-out to Seymour. They hit Zach Edwards had an unbelievable game at the plate lead, lead, leading off, right? Yeah, Zach Edwards, who's a catcher who leads off. Catcher who leads love. off, who we love. We love that. Yeah. We also love uh, we <laughs> love fans dancing fans in their cars on the way out. The way out. Um, this is very interesting. Hopefully they uh, they keep the lights on. But you know Seymour came out and, and this is a team that finished in the middle of the pack in the NBL. 
They said earlier this year they weren't getting enough love, specifically from a story that I wrote about the NVL baseball. And I said they said I didn't give them enough love. Obviously, I was wrong. Seymour's Class M champions. Um, There's a bunch of guys who hit in that tournament. Uh, they played well. They uh, just couldn't get out. I mean, even in the last inning, they put up three runs. No, it was the top of the seventh. Top and, of the seventh. And, and they were still just pounding out hits and pounding out runs. John Chacho, uh, Dejanette, you know, uh, Ellsworth, DeRosso. I mean, everybody was everybody hitting in this lineup. And then tonight, Walcott just wasn't hitting, and that was all due to the pitcher from Seymour, who yeah. really Austin just— Austin Green pitched unbelievable. Yeah, nothing overpowering. Uh, nothing just, overpowering. He threw strikes. He let them put the ball in play. He trusted his defense. To play behind him, which is a, which is a, is a current, it was a current theme of this entire tournament. The uh, Higgins in in Class S was the only pitcher. He struck out eight guys. That nobody, was the most. Nobody struck out double digits. Nobody um, struck. It was these pitchers and every pitcher we talked to after the game. Let them hit the ball. I trust my defense behind me. And the winning teams didn't make mistakes. Their pitchers pitched efficiently. They pitched to contact, and. Did all winning pitchers pitch complete games? Mm, no, Blaisdell no, got taken Blaisdell out. Got taken out. But all three yeah. winning pitchers today pitch complete games. Yes. Higgins, Green, and DeLabelle. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And that's efficient, especially with the pitch count now. Yeah, the way the pitch counts are, you know, and we saw these pitchers, and that's one of the reasons why they are pitching to contact yep. and not working for strikeouts is they have a limited number of pitches and they want to be on the, yeah. the, on the mound in the seventh inning and if you – are pitching for strikeouts, you're going to eat up some of your pitches. And that yep. kids knew that. I mean, Ben De La Bell especially knew that in the double and game. And he threw, what, 79 pitches? 79 pitches, which is unbelievable. So we want to uh, give our Dirt Dog? Let's give the Dirt Dog of the dirt Week. Dirt Dog of the Week for the class. Well, we're doing Dirt Dogs for every game, uh, for every championship. So Scott's got our first one. Since we don't have a table, I'm going to do the drums with my mouth. <laughs> you're going to do that four times? Yes, we're going to do that all four awesome. times. Uh, Zach Edwards is the dirt dog of the game for the M final. He's a catcher. He leads off. So he was behind the plate getting dirty the whole game. He also scored two runs in this game. Got hit by a pitch. Uh, we love catchers who lead off. Uh, Caught a good game, too. Pete's dad loves catchers who lead off. He He's left a us fan. like a long thing about He's Jason Kendall. Fan. And, yeah. Huge fan. Uh, so he's the dirt dog, and congratulations to Seymour for winning Class M. Which game do you want to tackle next? Move, I'll let you pick. Let's move down. Uh, you know, the next one was Class S. So let's Class S. Let, let's go to Class S. Let's go to uh, Notre Dame. We talked about it a little earlier. Notre Dame Fairfield beat Coventry, ten to six. Uh, Dylan Higgins pitched all seven innings. He wasn't dominant. He wasn't lights out. Gave up six runs, but he pitched well. He kept the team in the game. Seymour kids are getting on the bus. Everyone's cheering for them, rightfully so. Go Wildcats! Way to go! Uh, but Dylan Higgins, he pitched well enough to keep the team in the game. They got timely hits. The freshman, Kersetter. Yeah. He had two doubles. Richard Kersetter. Richard Kersetter. He had two doubles, three RBIs, including a two-run double in the top of the seventh. After Coventry cut it to a ten-eight, to a nine-to-six, eight-six game. They got within two. They, they, they were got within two. And then in the bottom of the sixth, and then Richard. With the two-run double in the top of the seventh. seventh, gives them the comfort. Higgins goes out. He pitches down to his last pitch. He couldn't pitch. He couldn't face another batter. He was out. He was out. And he gets the he gets the strikeout. I asked him after. I was like, did you know? And he's like, yes, I absolutely knew. He goes, I was getting this kid no matter what. I wasn't coming out of the game. 
Unbelievable performance and by Notre Dame Fairfield. Notre Dame Fairfield hit the ball from the opening inning. They were all over that, that, and they pounded the ball. We saw that a lot this week, and where one team just absolutely smashed the ball. Came out aggressive, attacking first and second pitches, not letting the kids get ahead of the counts, and that was the key for Notre Dame yeah. Fairfield today. No, it was it was impressive. Look, we'll have the conversation another day. Choice school, non not choice school. Look, Notre Dame. They had to come out. They had to win the game. It right. doesn't matter that they were choice, that they weren't choice. They still had to come out. They still had to hit the ball. They still had to play the game. And they played the game. They played it well. They hit a lot. They did a very good job of, of hitting with runners in scoring position. They took advantage of some Coventry mistakes. Yes. That said, everybody now knows Coventry baseball in this state. And a lot of people didn't know. And, yes, it was 10-6. to 6, And, yes, they were down at 1.6 nothing. But Coventry fought back. They didn't give up. They didn't give in. They came back. They made it a close game. And now everybody knows that Coventry is the Patriots, which Scott and I learned. Coventry is the Patriots. Scott the, and I did not know that. They're out of the NCC. And they had two big wins to get here. They beat Portland in the second round, and they beat Chipog, the number one seed, in the semis to get here. Uh, Notre Dame Fairfield, of course, beat Holy Cross and St. Paul and Old Lyme. So yeah. they earned this. They, they earned the championship. We can have that other debate about schools of choice against public They still had to go out later, there, and they still but, had to hit, right. and they still had to pitch. And they went out, and they won the game. Shout out to the Lancers who came from a very strong SWC. You know, again, school of choice, school not a choice. They still played in the SWC. They were battle tested. They came into the tournament. They beat some good teams on their way to the championship. It was that their first one since when? Uh, I forget. Yeah, anyway, it wasn't that long. It wasn't it was that long. 2009 but, or 2007. You know, it's a, it, I, look, I it's a competitive team. Yeah. The coach is a former Notre that. Dame player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he, was, was on, he was on a team that went to the championship yeah. game in, I think, 91 and, and lost. So He was happy that he got to win. He said he didn't play that much as a player, but uh, it was nice to win a championship. And Notre Dame Fairfield has a cool uh, lucky charm, that alligator yes, shoehorn. what was that about? Which is, like, this big, and it hangs in the dugout, I guess, and it's <laughs> taking a few foul balls and lost its legs. But now they said since they won the state championship that the alligator's going in the trophy case with, with the, the state championship with the plaque. plaque. So they're going to retire that. I think that's fair. Yeah. You can't, um, you can't ride that kind of thing. No, anymore. no, it was weird. We were doing the interviews, and the alligators were showing up. But uh, a great win by the Lancers. Yeah, uh, awesome Convincing win. I say let's go back to L. Let's finish with double L. Well, let's, oh, do, the let's dirt, do the dirt let's talk. Let's do the dirt talk here. Right, are you ready? Yeah. I can't do it. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, all right. That was right. the worst all right, here we go. mouth trouble. That was terrible. <laughs> you can't even snap. I can't snap. I can't snap my fingers at all. And apparently I can't do mouth drum rolls. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. The Dirt Talk of the Week for the Class S title game. Pete Minori. Pete Minori. We liked Pete Minori. We were a big fan of Pete Minori big all fan. game. He's a big kid. He ran the bases, like flew around the bases flew. for a big guy. Uniform, completely filthy. I took a picture of him after the game. Dirt, head to toe. He is the epitome of a dirt dog, and he earned that award for this game. He also he played well, had a couple of big hits, yeah. but it was like he took the extra bases. He motored around, beat a, beat a throw at the plate. He got dirty. He was hustling, played some good first base uh, for, uh, for, for for the Lancers. He got the biggest cheer out of anybody when they got announced for their medals. Obviously, like a team favorite. Yeah, he's yeah, a team yeah, favorite. Like he's a fan yeah. favorite. He's a lovable kind of guy, and uh, he played like it. So shout out to Pete. He's got a great name. Made that joke like eight. Times tonight. Every time he came up, the, the pizza. Everyone's like, oh, look, it's Pete. I'm like, oh, I'm right here. Oh. <laughs> it's been a very long weekend. It's been a long weekend. Uh, you want us to go to L? <laughs> Let's go to L. Let's, Let's go, go L. back to L. Back to we've, Friday. We've, Which seems like sat 10, in, 10 days ago. Yeah. We, we sat and we thought about Clash L. 
Jimmy Sullivan's performance is still the greatest championship performance I've ever seen. I don't think that we'll... I don't know how you can honestly top his performance. Like, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in any game. Forget a state final. Bye, boys. Goodbye. Later. Great game. <laughs> Woo! That was Austin Green's parents. Austin Green's parents are leaving. Congratulations. Congratulations. He was the one who walked through our, our, our pregame show. Number Later. 10, Seymour. Number 10. Woo! Seymour fans are Seymour fans are leaving the parade back to the valley. <laughs> Woo! Go Wildcats! Just, just, just don't meet. Not that much traffic on the parade, please. They're gone. Oh, they're gone? Okay. Um... <laughs> But we were, we were when we were doing the pregame show. Austin Green's dad walked right past us. Yeah, he was too nervous. He was to even too know nervous, we were doing and the he, show. he came over after. He's like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't know." He's like, "I'm the pitcher's dad. I'm, I'm like freaking out." Um, don't worry, it. Austin pitched a great game. We get it. We yeah. get it. So, uh, and there goes our neighbor. See ya. Don't run Thank over you. the tripod. Yeah, please don't run over my tripod. He hit the curve. Thank you. He, he did. Took, he took the he curve. He's got a truck. Um, all right, so back to L. Jim that guy's Sullivan. a new game time CT listener, by the way. We gave him the website. We tuned him on. We gave him the website and everything. Uh, so Double L, Jimmy Sullivan, unbelievable performance. I can't get over it. It was just so good. You want to talk about a guy running the bases? Unbelievable. I mean, the home runs were impressive, but the two triples for me, triples are my favorite thing in baseball. And he hit two triples that were things of beauty, the way this kid yeah. rounds the bases. I've said it before on this Facebook Live, but I'll say it here on High and Tight. The kid honestly, honestly took about six strides between second and third base. His stride is so long <coughs> unbelievable, and so fluid, and I'm never going to forget what this kid did yeah. here on no, Friday and night. I, and I said it last night. I said he runs like a giraffe, which was so wrong. It's a gazelle. I got my G letter animals confused. Yeah. Um, but this kid, he's got the – he's got – hey, Matt, Matt, stay on. We're going to talk Rams right after this. Um yeah, we're coming. Jimmy Matt. We're coming Matt. You want to get closer? Matt, we're coming for you. <laughs> um, Jimmy Sullivan. You want to talk about a kid who's going to UVA? This kid, I'm going to say, he's going to be a flat out, he's got the, the makeup to be a flat out stud at the next tools. level. He's got the five he's tools. Six, he's big, 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, there goes Seymour. There goes Seymour. Bye, Seymour. Congratulations. Bye, Seymour. Congratulations. Congrats. They're like being they really don't seem bored very on their They're not happy. You guys got to get hyped. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, like, they're like reading books and doing yeah, all the very, championship bus very, um, <laughs> very, very boring bus ride. Uh, maybe they'll get excited when they get on the highway. <laughs> but anyway, Jimmy Sullivan, this kid is built to star at the next level. Yeah. He is an absolute freak athlete. Nice kid. Just, I mean, his first home run, like we were joking about, you know, exit velocity. But I would truly like to know because that ball got out in a, in a hurry. That, I mean, that had to be an over 100 mile an hour exit velocity. Yeah. And that wasn't off a pitch that was 100 miles an hour. It, no. just, it was just a it was missile. Crushed. A missile. I said it to Scott when he got up because I, I saw Jimmy earlier this year. And I, I just turned to Scott. They got two guys on. He's batting leadoff. And I look at Scott and I go, this one's going to the moon. And boom, home run to the moon. He came up again later in the game. I was like, Scott's got another guy on. I go, to the moon and put it over the press box. Over the press box. I mean, that kid just put on a show <laughs> yes. here this weekend. And and look, not to be forgotten, Tim Blaisdell pitched a very good game. Yeah, in the class, um, yes, he did. For Weathersfield. Pitched six and a third, I believe. Yeah. Uh, very well. He kept him in the game. He had a lot riding on that game after the first time that they played this year. He had a lot. He wanted to prove a lot to himself. He did. Weathersfield, again, we talked about Notre Dame. We talked about CMR. We're going to talk about Weathersfield. They just hit 
when you get to this point in the, you, know, you could score ten runs in a championship game. You know, I was going back looking at the stats, um, you know, to find out how many runs Weathersfield scored. We can go back down that list. There's not a lot of ten run games. No. In the last 20 years, and we saw three tonight, three I, this week. And I have to say, one of the keys for Sullivan's success was the fact that Domble and Kelly, the eight and nine hitters, were on base yeah. every single time. Yeah. The one time they weren't, he get they, they intentionally walked. They, yeah. they walked him. He they hits lead off, and they said, "Get yeah. out of here. We're yeah, not pitching to you." But when those kids get on, yeah. he has to be pitched yep. to, and that is when he just absolutely went off. This is a kid that you can legitimately say you could see him playing in the Major League Baseball. Yeah. He's, he's tall. I don't know why I call he's it the fast. Major League Baseball. Yeah. He's got all baseball. the tools. He, yeah. he plays great in center field. He moves well. He runs fast. It legitimately it's took him tool. six steps. He is a five-tool five player. Uh, he is talk a five-tool. He might be the best athlete in high school baseball that we've seen this year. In terms of just overall height, you know, speed, throwing, power, you know, all those all those stats that scouts look at, he's got all of them. Yeah. I mean, as you guys used to say on Long Island, he's really freaking good. He's really freaking good. <laughs> he's really freaking you good. You know, yeah. wow, matzo ball. Um, so anyway, we're going to hit the drums. He's a matzo ball. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hit the drums uh, for the Clash L Dirt Dog of the Week. Scott, you ready? Hunter Domble. Hunter Domble. Sophomore catcher, catcher. Second catcher that we picked. We love to pick catchers. It's not a favoritism thing because we both caught in high school or growing up. But listen, this kid was but on base four times, scored four runs. And he batted what, ninth? Batted eighth. And made a sick tag on a play. Uh, the ball was hit to the outfield. The kid was running to third. The right fielder overthrew third. The third baseman hustled back, got the ball, fired home. The guy tried to go over top of Domble, and Domble tagged him out like above his head. Yep. Just an amazing play. Unbelievable play. And then fired the ball backwards to the yeah, mound, which it was, it was a like pretty a little, boss move. Pete I like the showmanship. When you tag a guy out at home, <laughs> when you get that two hand and you just, and you, you know, you just, you tag him quickly. Like the swipe tag's cool, but when you get that hand in there and you can just kind of push the tag, that's a boss move by a boss catcher. And he spun the ball back to the mound. He might have stared him down a little bit. I don't know about that, but I liked it. Um, we so like that kind of stuff. We do. So that's a gritty, yeah. that's a dirt dog play, and yeah. we love that. So that's class. That was, so we've that hit. That's class. We've hit listen, we see that there's L. Cheshire fans on yes, here, Matt, so we're getting we're to you right it. We're doing it right now. We're coming, So buddy. now, the class double L game was everything that we thought it would be. It's the only game that we were like, oh, this one's going to be close, and we were actually right. This was an absolute. The only thing we were right about all week. Yeah, the only thing we were right about all week. This was an instant classic. Instant classic, one nothing. Both pitchers just threw absolute gems. Matt DeLuca, who lost this game, pitching to the seventh inning, threw 105 pitches after pitching in the quarters and the semis. He threw an inning in the semis. This sophomore was so, so good. But Ben DeLabel was better. And Cheshire scratched out the one run it needed in the seventh inning. I've said this about Ben since day one. Cheshire was going to go as far as Ben took them. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of the year, Ben was the only pitcher returning and Cheshire, I don't think, thought that they would get the pitching that they got the rest of the way. So you cannot discount what Ben Shadick did in the semis coming out of the bullpen yeah. and all year. You cannot discount what Matt Downing did right. all year as a number two, beating some incredible teams. That said, they had all these guys step up. 
that said, if Cheshire was going to win this game today against Ridgefield in a low-scoring game, it was going to come down to Ben, and that was the one player, and I asked Coach uh, Bill this after the game. I said, is there anybody else you wanted on the mound, or is there anyone else you wanted up at bat? And he said, no, everything was going to go through Ben. Ben got them there, Ben was going to take them home, and that's exactly what he did. He pitched an unbelievable game, seven innings, 79 pitches. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We love efficiency, and that's better than efficiency. And then the key to that rally, obviously, in the seventh before you know Ben gets up, is Ian Batapaglia singles, leading off the inning. They sacrifice him over on a bunt by Vileko. You know, beautiful sacrifice, bunt 1-3. Uh, then Skeena gets on with a walk, and then they walk Strollo. Then De La Bell comes up with the bases loaded, and they, you think— They take the pitcher out. They take the pitcher out. They bring in a, a new pitcher, uh, Jake Arts, who's pitched great. Very good pitcher. And he did a good job. I mean, he got a ground ball. Look, Richfield had the infield back. They were looking for a double play. <coughs> uh, Coach Fabry said he didn't want to get beat by a bloop, yep. and he knows that Ben has power, so he didn't want to hit it. Ben, to his credit, wasn't trying to swing for the fences. He just wanted to put the ball in play, do a job, like you're taught in baseball to yep. do, and he did that job at the key moment and came through with a ground out. He got out. The run scores. It's the winning run. So he ends up he winning the game out, and He goes out right after. That was in the top of seven. He goes right out. He shuts the door. Scott's taking a photo. I'm taking a photo. Um, right out. in the middle of our show. Um, <laughs> I'm a pro. I mean, you, I are, turn, you are. You are. You are. And, uh, I mean, look. The, and I, I said it before earlier this week. I think I said it on the podcast. I said it in the pregame shows. We've talked about a lot of great players this weekend. We've talked a lot of, about a lot of great players this season. This is, I mean, every week I think we're talking about a new kid and how talented they are and where they're going to school and how talented they are. There was not a more important player in this state for their team than Ben DeLabelle this year. I would agree with that. I, I would he agree with that. He was the ace. He was their best player. He was the heart and soul of the team. He was the heart and soul of the team. He was the emotional leader. And Coach even said it. He goes, all right, he got the run. He goes, but I told him, you have to keep your emotions in check. He got fired up on the mound when he made a couple of great, you know, he got a, he got a strikeout to end the inning. They made a great play. He was fired up. But nobody meant more to their team this year than Ben DeLabelle. No, and and he's he's been the most valuable player all year throughout the state. He took this team to a championship. This is a team that the teams that they beat to beat a champion to win the championship are better than most teams. Their three, their last three wins, you could argue, are better than most teams' seasons. Yeah, Staples, the team, Staples, Staples was the number one and defending champion. They were the number one in the poll to start the year. Right, they were a very good team this year. He beat Chad Knight, who's one of the best pitchers in the state. Then he goes up against Fairfield Prep, who had one loss all year, who was the number one team in the poll heading into the tournament. And then Richfield, who made another unbelievable run of their own with the, probably the deepest pitching staff, and they beat them. There is no doubt, there's no question in my mind, and if anybody doesn't vote Cheshire number one, they haven't paid attention this year. Cheshire is the best team, and they deserve to be number one. Not even a question. Uh, are no. you still arguing about that? Dave Phillips is here. <laughs> we're, are, are we doing a Facebook Live? Dave Phillips is here. But anyway, Cheshire is the best. Best team this year. Dirt Dog for the Class Double L game. Scott, are you ready? Last one. Last one. This last, last one. Dog. Last one. Here we go. No one's ever deserved it more than Ben DeLabelle. Ben DeLabelle. Dirt Dog of the Week, number one, because he always, whenever he sees me, he yells Dirt Dog at me. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. He's a big fan number of the one, Dirt Dog. Huge fan of the Dirt Dog. That's number one. Number two, 
he got it's not even because of his pitching performance while he's the dirt dog, but to be a player to get up there with the bases loaded in the in the, in the state finals. With a chance, like you said, he could have mashed the ball, or he could have tried to mash the ball. But he went out there, he put the ball in play, he put it to where he knew that the run was going to score, and that was going to be enough to win. And that is a gritty play from a gritty player. And the coach told me after the game that he and Skeena are the kids who are in practice. They're the best players. They're also the kids that work the hardest in practice. The coach gives them shit and stuff in practice. And dogs tell me, I almost said I almost slipped up the first time that they <laughs> Uh, I didn't it's been do a it. long weekend. I didn't do it. Anyway, he says, you know, he, he can say stuff to them in practice, yeah. and then other kids respond and say, oh, if, no. if he's yelling at them, then if maybe. Ben will do it. If, yeah, they'll right. do it. They'll do it. And this is a kid. He's going to West Point. He's he's a great kid. He's going to be, he's going to do a great job at West Point, at Army. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, just a quick wrap-up of this weekend. I mean, this was a great weekend. I mean, this it was, was an awesome. unbelievable weekend. This is my favorite day of the year. Um, and Pete and I had a great time here Friday yeah. and Saturday. I was up here also Wednesday for the semis. But this entire tournament's been so fun for us. This entire season's been fun for us. We're going to come back next week, do a proper wrap of the season. Wrap up of the season. We're going to get a little bit in depth. We're going to have to talk about what we're doing with that. But now that we don't have games to worry about and stuff, <laughs> we, right, we put a little bit more effort. We can hand up. But we, uh, need, a a day to, we need a day to decompress. Yeah, first. yeah. but... The final poll is coming out tomorrow. Final poll will be out tomorrow. I would assume Cheshire's on top of it. If they're not, I will throw a fit on Twitter. Just get lost. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand who else you could vote because the other teams you could have considered were Walcott lost. and Windsor, and they, and they lost. lost. So if you don't vote for Cheshire, I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and you know, look, whatever you know, the poll will come out tomorrow. Your notebook will hit. We'll hit up uh, the podcast on Tuesday. Will be the final one of the regular season. Yeah. That said, I will soon. I promise. We're going home. <laughs> um, we for people tell us to go home now. <laughs> They've had <laughs> enough of us. Yeah. <laughs> people, trust me, the press box is getting ready to get rid of me. Um, we're gonna. Scott and I have some ideas for the summer. Um, whether that's maybe doing an episode live like this for a couple of innings. At a, at an American Legion game, Legion or Babe we're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna finish the year on Tuesday. Yeah. We're gonna take a little time to decompress. You know, when Legion gets going, maybe we'll pop into a game. Maybe we'll do it here at Palmer Field, and we'll sit in the stands. We'll go we'll go live, and we'll hey, just, when, we'll when just the Legion do a game. States tournament gets here, I'm here even more than I was this week. Yeah. So I'm here five six days in a row. You know, sometimes more. So yeah. so we're gonna be back this summer. Yeah, we absolutely. might even have some stuff for the for the winter. We have spoken about ideas. Who knows? For, for for the winter. Who knows? But you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive we'll we'll dive into it a little bit more on Tuesday. But I just wanted to thank everybody who's listened, every kid, athlete, team who's listened to this, who have come up to us and told us that they listened to it. That means the world to us. Um, you know, a couple of kids came up to it this weekend. <laughs> the reason we out, do this is for the, ki- or for the yeah, kids who I are mean, listening. We, we love high school baseball. Scott and I are friends. We, we go way back. He, I'm in fantasy with him. I, I lose every year. But, you know, to, for us to sit here and talk about it, <laughs> it's great. But, uh, you know, for you guys to listen and for you guys to, you know, and, and Coach Bill from Cheshire, you know, he said it to me after the game. I was like, did you know this was going to be a close game? And he's like, well, I was listening to this baseball podcast. And they were saying that, you know, he said, I think he called it his favorite baseball podcast. Yeah, I mean, if you know what's up, you listen to this baseball podcast. <laughs> but, you know, you know, deep down from, you know, the bottom of our hearts, Tuesday mornings at the Orem Diner in, in, in Wilton, you know, so we can, we can get some energy to do the podcast. We love doing it every week. Whenever we have to move it, it stinks. Um, but we always try to get it done. We know that you guys like it. Even if it's just the kids who listen, 
We appreciate it. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much for letting us be a part of your seasons. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Want yeah. to take us out? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, good job, kids, keeping your gloves down. You did not ruin the game for your friends. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. For High and Tight, I'm Scott. I'm Pete. See ya. Later.